Good to have you here this morning, and uh, we'll be talking on the subject of faith here this morning. And again, uh, again, I don't think there's any better example possibly in the Bible than the faith of Abraham. And so let's consider here uh, this morning this thought on Abraham, the pleasing faith of Abraham, the pleasing faith of Abraham. And uh, when it comes to this matter of faith, uh, we'll see in the life of Abraham, we're not going to be able to go into great details in his life, but we'll see in the life of Abraham a pleasing faith. And again, as we look at his pleasing faith, I want you to examine your faith and see if you have like faith when it comes to the faith of Abraham. And again, not everybody's faith is the same. Certainly faith is different. And certainly, again, uh, the Bible notes Abraham's faith uh, Actually, uh, very much so in the Hebrews Hall of Faith. And so let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11. If I haven't already told you to do that, uh, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Let's start in verse number 6. Again, the faith chapter here in the Word of God deals with the matter of faith. And certainly we'll look at a little bit here uh, the elements of Abraham's faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6. The Bible says, but without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness, which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place that he should afterward Received for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city who hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as, the, as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, as the sand which is in the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed them that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he prepared for them a city." By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it is said that in Isaac thy seed shall be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in figure. I want to consider this thought this morning, the pleasing faith of Abraham. You say, where do you get that? Well, look at verse number 6. It says, but without faith... Is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. As we consider the faith of Abraham, I want to first of all consider his seeking faith, but before we do, let's pray 
as we consider this passage in the Word of God. Father, thank you again for your Word here this morning. Thank you again for the faith that we can see in the Bible, the faith that indeed does please God. And Father, as we see the faith that does please God, help us to understand that we need a like faith, a similar faith, a faith that is like unto the pleasing faith of Abraham. Again, just bless this time as we meet again here. Again, thank you again for this time. Help it to be profitable for the hearer. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The pleasing faith of Abraham. Well, you can't please God without faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. Uh, The faith of Abraham, I believe, is an example, especially in this passage of Scripture, of the faith that pleases God. The faith that pleases God is a seeking faith. It says that in verse number 6. It says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him, for He that cometh to God must believe that He is, and He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. It's obvious from this passage and also the book of Genesis that Abraham sought God. Not only did he seek God, but he sought a country whose builder and foundation was made by God. It says that in verse number 10, For he looked for a city who has foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Again, this faith he had was a faith that he had before he was saved, before he was a believer in a sense, but it was what I call seeds of faith that led to his salvation. His seeking the Lord, his seeking to follow the will of God before he was even saved, or really a model of faith, is something I'd like you to see here this morning to begin with. He had what I call a seeking faith, and that's the faith that God wants us to have. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For him that comes to God must believe that he is, and he's rewarded them that diligently seek him. He diligently sought God. He diligently sought, again, to please God. You see this in in verse number 8. It says, By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place that he should afterward receive for an errand, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. You know, some people won't go to a place unless they really know about it, or a place, again, that they... Uh, have seen before or been before, but you see the faith of Abraham. Let's go to a place that he had no idea what it was like, what it was going to be, etc. But he knew that God said, go there and I'll bless you and I'll bless your family if you'll do these things by faith. So Abraham listened to God as he was called of God to leave behind his family, leave behind his kindred, almost all his family, and move away from a place that he was familiar with. He exercised, again, a following faith when it comes to God, an obedient faith when it comes to God. Again, a faith of trusting the Lord, even though he didn't understand, again, what might happen to him. He did this all by faith. In fact, it says there, verse number uh, 9, it says, By faith he sojourned in the land of promise. He sojourned. He was thinking along the lines of a temporary uh, maybe place. He sojourned there. At least he started out there. He later lived there. He later found a place to live there. We know all those things about Abraham as we look at his faith. But again, he came to this place looking for a promise to be fulfilled. It says of Isaac and Jacob there in verse number 9, that they looked, they, uh, They were heirs to him of the same promise, that they would find the blessings of God, they would find this place as an inheritance from God if they would just go to it. And so they received a land 
again from God. And he sought God by faith. And this faith was pleasing to God. And, and again, when it comes to faith, it's about seeking. Seeking the truth. Seeking to follow what you know to be right. Seeking after the light that you've already found in life. We see in the life of Abraham a faith that pleases God. It's a seeking kind of a faith. Again, seeking the Lord. Seeking what he'd have to do. And that's the faith we see in Abraham. But also wants you to notice, if you, would, if you would turn back to the book of Genesis with me, again, in this faith that Abraham, it was not only one of traveling or seeking God or seeking this inheritance that was to be given to him, God, or seeking this child that was be, to be promised to him of God, if he would just move to this place, this land of promise, we see also, secondly, that he was willing, when he got this land, to do, I believe, after the way of God. Even though he really didn't really understand the way of God, I believe he had a conscience that told him about what he should do uh, when it comes to the things of God, just like everybody's given a conscience, as Romans 1 talks about. I like to pick up in Genesis chapter 14 there, as he comes to this land of promise, he and his, uh, again, his uh, nephew there divide up their they become too, too innumerable with all the cattle and herds and all those kind of things. And we find in Genesis chapter 14 that his nephew gets in trouble uh, there as they are staying in different places. And he comes there to help him. Again, I believe again in this, this faith of Abraham was always seeking to do that which is right by God. He went to this place to be blessed of God. He went to this it went into the situation here in Genesis 14 to help his um, nephew who was in trouble uh, there in, in, in the place that he now dwelt. And let's just pick up in Genesis chapter 14, verse number 12. Again, we see in the Bible that Lot moved to Sodom. And again, uh, in Sodom, he has some struggles there. Verse number 12, it says, They took Lot and Abraham's brother's son, and dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. And there came one that had escaped and told Abraham the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre, the Amorite, a brother of Eskel, the brother of Adner, and these were confederate with Abraham. And when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his uh, trained servants, born of his own house, 318, and pursued them to Dan. And he divided himself against them, he and his servants by night, and uh, smote them and pursued at, uh, them at Hobah, uh, which is left, left hand of Damascus. He brought back all the goods and, and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and, and the women also and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of uh, Kedar Lomerer and, uh, and of the kings that were with him at the, at the valley of Sheba which is at the king's day of Melchizedek, king of uh, Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and, and said, Blessed be Abraham, the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies in thy hand. He gave tithes of all. And the king of Sodom said unto Abraham, Give me the persons and, and take the goods to thyself. And Abraham said unto the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord, the most high uh, God, the possessor of heaven and earth. And I will not uh, take from thee a thread, even of a shoe latch, uh, that I will take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldest say, I have made Abram rich. 
save only that which the young men have eaten and the portion of the men that went out with me, Aner, Eskel, and Mamre, let them take their portion. Again, we see in the Bible the pleasing faith of Abraham. It was, first of all, a seeking faith when it comes to the faith of Abraham. Secondly, I want to make mention, it was a giving faith when it came to Abraham. He gave again himself and and again, those with him, they, they, they went up against the enemy there in verse number 14, again, to, to help out Lot there. And they found themselves, again, uh, blessed the Lord in battle as they sought to do God's will there in the new land. They were exercising faith. They were living by faith. They were helping, again, uh, his, his nephew there by faith. And, and Melchizedek commends him for the things he did. It says there in verse number 18, it says, And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham, the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And, and blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thy enemies into thy hand. And so as he got to this place, he again was in a position where he was blessed to the Lord as he, as he exercised faith. He sought God by faith. He, he sought there to trust God by faith. He trusted Try to do that which is right by God by faith. He was a blessing to Lot by faith. And uh, he decided, you know, I'm going to bless the Lord by faith. And so he gave tithes to Melchizedek. It says that in verse 20, And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies in the high and the hand. He gave him tithes of all. He gave a tenth of what he had there at this time. What does this teach us by faith? It teaches we need to exercise faith even before we're saved by grace. Can you see that in Abraham? He moved by faith. He wasn't a saved guy. He moved by faith. He gave uh, tithes by faith. He treated, again, Lot right by faith. This is all, I believe, acts of faith. It's living and trying to do what God would have us to do even before we truly are settled in our faith. He gave tithes. He gave 10% of what he had to God. He gave tithes of all, it says there in verse number uh, 14. And certainly, again, it's good for us. Again, it's good for anybody to give tithes of what they are given. He gave the tithes to support Melchizedek. He gave the tithe, again, to Again, support the new system of faith that he had decided that he was going to follow after. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 28. Abraham set a, a, a pattern, if you would, of tithing or giving in the Old Testament. And certainly, again, the law would tell us to tithe. And certainly, again, it would be commendable, as, as Jesus mentioned in the New Testament, that it's commendable to tithe. Uh, Genesis chapter 28 and verse number 22 the Bible says, And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house, and all that thou shalt give me I will surely give a tenth unto thee. You see others follow him with like faith, giving to God the tenth. Jacob, Abraham, you could go down the list of people that managed to give to God by faith. Faith before salvation, faith after salvation. By faith, we tithe the Lord. We give to the Lord. We give to the Lord who has promised 
to bless those that diligently seek him. Let's turn back to Hebrews chapter 11. Are you one, again, here in the Bible that are seeking God by faith? Are you one here in the Bible that is giving to God by faith? Well, the third thing I see here in the Bible when we look at the pleasing faith of Abraham is that we see, thirdly, we see the dependent, trusting faith of Abraham in this passage and also back in Genesis. We see here in, in the New Testament, it says in Hebrews 11, but without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he's the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so we know with Abraham, he was trying to seek the Lord. He was seeking to try to do what's right. He was seeking again to follow the Bible and seeking to support the things of the Lord. But if you turn back to uh, Genesis chapter 14 in this in this life of faith that he was starting off in, and someone says, well, you talk about a life of faith before he's saved by grace. I, if you really look at it, it is a life of faith even before grace, before he received the grace of God. He was taking steps towards faith. He was taking steps towards God. In fact, you see here in Genesis chapter 14 that he was not willing to take the provision of others, but rather the provision of God by faith. He gave, in verse number 20, it goes on, it says, And the king of Sodom said unto him, Abraham, give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord, the most high, the possessor of heaven and earth. I will not take from a thread even a shoe latch, that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldest say, I've made Abraham rich. He wasn't going to take the provision of the world. He wasn't going to take the provision of the king of Sodom. The king of Sodom said, you could take the stuff there, verse number 21, and don't take the persons there, but you can take the stuff. And he says, no, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take it because you'll say that I became rich through uh, the provisions of this world. And so Abraham's faith was set on a pattern of looking for a city whose builder and foundation was God. His faith was set on living and, and getting an inheritance from God, getting a child from God. His things were all centered around the things of the Lord. Again, today we have so many that are concerned about riches, wealth, etc. That wasn't where Abraham was. He mentions there in verse number 24, save only that the young men have eaten and the portion of the men went, that went with me, Adner, Eshkel, and Mamre, let them take their portion. And so he says, you know, these other guys, they could go ahead and take some of this food. Uh, again, there was food that was needful for us to have, but uh, he was in a position in life and he was a position that he had a uh, faith that was pleasing to God. And so he would look to God by faith when he need a provision. Again, I'll just mention here at this point, I mean, later on, he exercised great faith in God. When there was no ram and no lamb in sight, he said, God will provide himself a lamb. He was a man that pleased God by faith. Again, as we look at the, 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 the faith life of Abraham, let's look at uh, Genesis chapter 15 also, if we could. The pleasing faith of Abraham is one of seeking God. The pleasing faith of Abraham was of giving to God. The pleasing faith of Abraham was that of depending on the Lord for provision. 
Let me say this, the fourth thing that I see in the life of Abraham that we see that pleases God is the trusting and believing faith of Abraham. Genesis chapter 15, verse number one, it says, And after these things, the word Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, thou wilt thou give me, seeing I, am, I go childless, and the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold to me that thou hast given no seed, Lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, this shall, thine, uh, this shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thy bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, and if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. He believed the Lord. This is where I believe, the, the, uh, again, the Bible talks about this in the New Testament to, again, uh, show us that this is probably more likely, almost for surely, the place by where Abraham got saved. It says, and he believed the Lord, and it was counted to him for righteousness. We need to believe the Lord. And he believed the Lord. Again, we need to believe the promises of God. He believed the promise of God concerning an heir, promise of God concerning a, the, the, the land, the promise of God that it would not be his servant who he said would be his heir, but it would rather be a, a son born of him. And he believed this promise at this time. Just like we need to believe in the promise of heaven, though we have not seen it, Though we again need to believe in the way of salvation, though we have not looked upon it, we see him believing in the promises of God. Let's turn to Romans chapter 4. This is where Abraham believed God unto righteousness, or where he believed God unto the, uh, the way of salvation. Again, the reason I say that is because we see in the book of Romans, it speaks of this time, I believe, in his life. Again, the same wordage or verbiage is used here in the New Testament. And uh, let's read there in Romans chapter 4, verse number 1. Uh, his faith, again, comes to the place now where he experiences salvation by God. He exercises truly faith in believing in this God that had brought him to this land of promise that had brought him to a place where he heard from him and was told about a heritage he would one day possess. And as a result, we see him being justified by faith. It talks more about it here in the New Testament. I want to read this if you just follow along with me. Romans chapter 4, verse number 1. What shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining the flesh, had found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he had wherewith to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture, Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. He believed God. It was counted unto him for righteousness. I want to skip down to verse 13 here. Still talking, again, it gets off and talks a little bit about David there. It talks about justification by faith without the law. And verse 13, it says, For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed, 
through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they were, which are of, uh, of the law were heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect. Because the law worketh wrath, for where no law is, there is no tra uh, transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be of grace to the end, though the promise might be sure to all the seed, not uh, to only that which is of the law, but that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him, whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and called those things which be not as is they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that he had promised, he was able to form. And so we see the faith of Abraham. It goes on there. It says in 22, it says, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed unto him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus from, Jesus our Lord from the dead, who has who was delivered for our offenses and was raised for our justification. Again, we look at the pleasing faith of Abraham. He believed in the promise of God, considering a spiritual seed that he would one day have, a heritage, a spiritual heritage, spiritual heirs, the heirs of God, heirs of faith. He would be called, in verse number 16, the father of us all. All those that believe in God, believe in the promises of God, believe in the blessedness of the Lord, the blessedness of faith. But as we turn back to Genesis chapter 16, if you'll turn back there with me, I want to mention also this about the faith of Abraham, the pleasing faith of Abraham. It was, uh, fifthly here, a faith that was patient with God. Patient with God. Now, I, I know, again, uh, as we look at this patience here with God, his, his faith did slip. But I want to, to see again here just a little bit about the faith that he had there. In Genesis 15, the Bible says he believed God and was counted to him for righteousness. Genesis 16, it says, And now Sarah, Abraham's wife, bare no children. And she had a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. Sarah said unto Abraham, Behold, now the Lord hath restrained me from bearing children. I pray thee, go in unto thy maiden. It, will, it may be that, that, uh, that I may obtain children by her. And Abraham hearkened unto the voice of Sarai. And Sarai, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abraham had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband, Abraham, to be his wife. And he went in unto Hagar, and, and, and she conceived. And when she saw that, she had conceived her mistress was despised in her eyes, and Sarah said unto Abraham, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid unto thy bosom. And when she saw that she conceived, I was despised in her eyes, and the Lord judged between me and thee. I understand again, now he's messed up, but his faith was there for year one and two and three. 
and year four, and year five, and year six, and year seven, and year eight, year nine. And then 10 comes along, and he lapses in faith. How patient would you be being given a promise by God? God would say, hey, this is what's going to happen. You say, well, if he said it's going to happen, it should happen tomorrow, next week, next month, certainly this year, or the following year for sure, or maybe year after that or year after that. There's some patience to his faith, but his patience lapped. The important thing that we see in here, we need to be careful that we don't allow for our patience with the promises of God to lapse. Sarah said, go ahead, have a child by Hagar. And they didn't end up having a child. But Sarah knew immediately it was not right, it was wrong. Finally, if you turn over to Genesis chapter 17, God speaks again to Abraham. And he's much older. And uh, it says here in verse number one, and when Abraham was 99 years old and nine, the, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I am the mighty God. Walk before me. Be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between thee and thee and will multiply thee exceeding. Abraham fell on his faith and and God talked to them, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be the father of many nations, neither shall thou name be any more Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham, for the father of many nations have I made thee. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come of thee, and I will establish my covenant between thee and thy seed, and after uh, thee and, and generations for an everlasting covenant to be uh, to be a God unto thee, and to thy seed after me I will give unto thee, and thy seed after thee, the land that thou art a stranger in, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting kind of covenant, and I will be their God. And so he gives, God gives Abraham some encouragement here. But again, this is a long time in coming here. Some 24 years have now passed. And still no son. I mean, he has a son of Hagar, but not a son of promise. And so let's pick up in verse 15. It says here, And God said to Abraham, As for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless thee, and she shall be a mother of nations, kings, and people shall come after come after thee. And Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said, In his heart shall a child be born of, unto him that is a hundred years old, and shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? And Abraham said unto, uh, and Abraham said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. And God said, Sarah, thy son shall bear a son, indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. And it goes on and it says some other things, but he says, hey, you're going to have a son. You're going to have a son. But I mean, if you think about in the Bible, I mean, year 10 comes along and he messes up and some 14 years pass and God says, you're going to have a son. And of course, Abraham and uh, Sarah don't believe this, but again, he tells them, I'm changing your names. 
I'm going to change both your names. You're going to have different names now because from you are going to come the sons of promise. This promise is fulfilled. This promise is made. The name is even given. The name Isaac is the name of this son that would be born. Let's go forward to Genesis 21. When it comes to faith, I just want to mention this. We need patience. Uh, Living the faith life takes patience. God's promise was fulfilled some 25 years after he promised it. God still will uh, perform his promises. The promise of his cunning, the promise of heaven, the promise, all the promises in the Bible will surely be fulfilled. In Genesis 21, verse 1, it says, The Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord said unto Sarah as he had spoken, and Sarah conceived and bare a son, a son in his old age. At the set time which God had spoken, and Abraham called the name of his son, which he was born unto him, which Sarah bare unto him Isaac, exact name that God said this son would be. And Abraham circumcised his son, being eight days old, as God had commanded him. And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said unto God, hath made me to laugh, so that all that will hear will laugh with me. And she said, Who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should have given children suck? For I, for I have borne him a child in old age. And the child grew and was weaned. And Abraham made a great feast the same day that, the, that Isaac was weaned. And so we see God fulfill his promise. Again, we see in the Bible, by faith, we see Abraham practice patience. But he lapsed his impatience. Should it surprise any of us if we ever lapse when it comes to faith and patience with the promises of God? But we see him seek to do what God would have him to do. I want to back up here a little bit. Let's back up to Genesis chapter 18, if you would. The pleasing, God, the pleasing life and the pleasing faith of Abraham is also seen in his willingness to please those that God would allow to be a part of his family. In Genesis chapter 18 and uh, verse number 19, the Bible says this before again he asked Abraham. It says here in Genesis chapter 18 verse 19, For I know him that he will command his children and his household after them, and they will keep the ways of the Lord to do justice and judgment, and the Lord may bring upon Abram that which he has spoken of him. So what do we see, again, Abraham do by faith? What is this pleasing faith of Abraham? He, again, directs his family in the ways of the Lord. He directs not only his family, but his household in the ways of the Lord. Remember, his household was made up of some 300 different people there, at least there, it mentions back in Genesis chapter 14. He directed all these in the worship of God, the way of, the, of God, etc. And what was this way that they should go? Well, look at Genesis chapter 18 and verse number 33. The Bible says, And the Lord went his way as soon as he left communing with Abraham, and Abraham returned unto his place. What do you see here in the Bible? You see him pleading for a city, praying for a city. Again, when you think about how Abraham directed his family as far as spiritual matters, he, uh, again, was a praying man. He prayed for Sodom. 
Uh, Genesis chapter 20, verse number 17, if you turn there. How did he direct them in the ways of God? He directed them to pray to the Lord, to ask things of the Lord, to ask mercy of the Lord, to ask help of the Lord. Genesis chapter 20 and uh, verse number 17, it says, So Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Elimelech and his wife and his maidservants, and they that bear children. And Abraham prayed for Abimelech here. He prayed for other people. You back up to Genesis chapter 12. What did he do as, as far as directing people in the ways of the Lord, his household, his family, in the ways of the Lord? He worshiped the Lord. Genesis chapter 12 and verse number 7, it says, The Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto him, Unto thy seed shall I give the land. And there he built it an altar unto the Lord that appeared to him. And so he built an altar to worship the Lord. He directed them towards worship, towards sacrifice, towards giving to the Lord, to animal sacrifice. His son Isaac knew all about animal sacrifices. You see that in Genesis chapter 22. Genesis 13, verse number 18, it says here, Then Abraham removed his, his tent and came and dwelt in the land of the plain of Mamre, which was in Hebron, and built there an altar on the Lord. They built an altar to sacrifice the Lord, to give to the Lord, to bless the Lord, uh, to show his allegiance to the Lord. He worshiped the Lord. He followed the ways of the Lord. Genesis uh, 17 and Genesis 21 talk about the way of circumcision. This was the way that God would have him to do. The way of animal sacrifices. Genesis chapter 22, this is what he would do. What God said he would do. And he encouraged others to do the same. Turn to Genesis chapter 24. He led uh, in faith in the Lord. He led in faith in his family. He saw it again to be a person of faith, a person of prayer, a person of worship. Genesis chapter 24, verse number 1, it says, And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house, I would guess that's Eliezer, that ruled over all that he had. And he said, Put, I, uh, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, the God of earth, that thou shalt not take unto my son the daughters of Canaan, among whom I have dwelt. But thou shalt go to my country, to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure the woman will not be willing to follow me. I just want to show you, he was ever in a place of seeking to direct people after the ways of the Lord. And so we see again his faith. It was pleasing the Lord as he sought to follow the ways of the Lord. Uh, Genesis chapter 22, just want to mention this. You're familiar with this story, so we're not going to go through it here this morning. But in Genesis chapter 22, we find that he gave his best to the Lord. He gave his best to the Lord. I just... Read here in verse number 2, it says, And he said, I'm, Take now thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get to the land of Moriah, and offer him for a burnt offering upon the mountains which I tell thee of. And so, the best. I'm not saying Isaac, was, I mean, Ishmael was worthless, but he was going to ask him to sacrifice his son, his only son, to the Lord, and he was willing to do that. Giving God our best, we do that by faith. And we seek to give God our best by faith. 
uh, first claim to our, our firstborns, to our first fruits. These are all things that Abraham followed after. Genesis 22, verse number 9. But also we see here him uh, give back to God what God had blessed him with. And that is uh, Isaac there. Genesis 22, verse number 9. It says, And they came to a place which God had told them of, and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. The angel of the Lord called unto him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thy hand on the lad, neither do uh, thou anything to him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by the thorns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. In the faith of Abraham, the pleasing faith of Abraham was to give back to God what God had graciously given to him. Would you turn back to Hebrews chapter 11 with me? The pleasing faith of Abraham. The pleasing faith of Abraham was one of seeking God. The pleasing faith of Abraham was one of giving to God. The, the, the pleasing faith of Abraham was one of depending on God. The, the, the faith, again, that Abraham had was one of believing in the promises of God and being patient with God and seeking the direction, the way of God and seeking to get others to follow it in the same direction and then giving God his best and giving God back what he was blessed with. This is the faith of Abraham. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6, but without faith is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We just skip to verse number 16. For now they desired a better country, that is a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, that he had received the promise, offered up his only begotten son, of whom it is said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up from even from the dead, from whence he also received him in figure. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning the things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both uh, the sons of Joseph and worship, leaning upon his staff. And goes on and talks about Joseph. And these are all of the seed of Abraham. What do we see here? Someone pleasing God by faith. Let me encourage you to seek to please God by faith in these ways, and certainly there are other ways. Let's close as we consider the word of God here this morning.